0: weekly Wednesday shir, the anishma This Shabbos Shabbos It's not it's The mitzvah is It's not a mitzvah it's a mitzvah from the Teda to remember all that Amalek did to us. What did they do? Says the Tera itself. Ashekorcho baderech. The actual translation is they cooled you off. rash explains. He not left Mitzrayim. No slave ever left Mitzrayim before. Nobody ever escaped from Mitzrayim. They had their uh, black magic, and they had their uh, guard dogs, and whatever else they had. <coughs> and here not one person escaped. Here an entire nation just walked out in... Open view of everybody. Everybody now knew that this was a, shall we say, forced to be uh, approached, or thought about, or tend to. Well, the first one that felt the threat of the Jewish nation was Amalik. And Amalek, out of its deep, deep hatred towards the Jews, attacked. Amalek was well aware that they had no chance of doing any kind of damage, any sort of damage to the Jews. However, <laughs> it didn't make the, that. They didn't stop them. <coughs> they were determined to Shekhar cool them off. Now she explains to us a little muscle if there's a very very hot bath or river very hot water bed of water very very hot and anyone getting in there anybody walking into this to bathe in this water would get scolded from head to toe people avoid it they put your little foot in you put your toe in you put the heel in some put the elbow in comes the first giver, and he jumps in jumps in and he burns himself from head to toe but he comes out screaming and yelling writhing in pain laughing smiling and he I am not scared of such things it burnt you you're burnt from head to toe, sir. Doesn't matter. I showed you I could do it. No. guy next to him, automatically, uh, today's society, they translate it as what's called peer pressure, says, uh, he could do it, I can't do it. And he'll jump in. <coughs> says, Rashi, each person that jumps in cools off the water. Since the body temperature and the water temperature are not the same, I'm not going to go into the scientific explanation. All those who don't like math, don't want to hear anything about the calculations. But the water gets cooler each time someone jumps in. They keep getting burnt, but each one at a lesser level. And eventually the water becomes usable. in Yeshiva in Marastown, we had a mikveh. And one night, apparently, they left the heater on in the water overnight, by accident. And when we came downstairs, the room was full of smoke, full of steam, because literally, (laughs) the water was practically boiling. (laughs) And me! you just couldn't get into that water. And then the Mashpiyah of Melech came downstairs and the Bachan told him that the mikveh is excruciatingly hot, it's too hot to go into. He said, I hate the mikveh," And he went and prepared himself and he went into the mikveh, immersed himself, came back out and told the Bacharim, stuck a his stuck a hat. nobody should go in <laughs> but he himself went in went out dried right off and got dressed and went back upstairs was he a cold Jew? no he was not a cold Jew did he understand what he was of a different level he was at a different level he was a very very devout and dedicated chassid and for him it was not a uh, it was not an option not to go to the mikveh on the other hand it didn't didn't faze him shall we say he might have gotten a little I wouldn't say he got burnt but I'm sure the skin must have felt something but it didn't he wasn't one that needed to have luxuries in life I'm not talking about f- 100 years ago, 300 years ago I'm talking about 30 years ago, 40 years ago I wasn't the yeshiva at the time anymore and the story was repeated from Bakr that were there Um, since we all knew Rab Melech, because we've there for two years, we appreciated exactly what happened. We understood exactly what happened. We understood who Rab Melech is and how that happens, and how he can overcome such a thing. Amalek, in turn, knew that they were going to get burnt. But they didn't care. They wanted to be the first one to jump in to cool off the Jews. Amalek is gematria safik, doubt. We all have the Amalek that comes to visit us, to attack us, to influence us. When we're about to do something really positive, we're about to do something really good, we're about to get into an an endeavor... And the Amalek comes along and throws a wet blanket. It's wet. And it's a blanket. And it's covering us totally. So it's definitely not a comfortable situation. But it's Amalek. And can we just simply tell a person, oh, come on, it's only Amalek, it's only Yitzhahara, push past it, fight past it, overcome it. It's the song, it's the dance, it's the cheer, it's the chant, and we try to give the person as much chizuk as we possibly can, But we're not all capable of managing other people's situations. We need to first take care of our own backyard. Deal with our own svakas. Deal with our own doubts. Deal with our own discrepancies. And each one to its own. Why, if I'm in a dark place, can I not be handed a very strong flashlight and move on? Tetzava teaches us where Mesha's name is hidden from the Pasha, where the father hides from the child and says to the child, I want you to search for me. Vyata the Viatha of course refers to Meshabin Rabbeinu. Mesh Rabbeinu's as we said is not mentioned throughout this Pasha. The only time from when is born from whence he's born. And we've explained the previous year and all the different logistics as to why Dafka Pasha and for those who don't want to go delve into archives very briefly, the Tzav is always the time of Zayin-Other. Zayin-Other is the yard site of Meshe Rabbeinu, although it was his birth as well, but it was the yard site, therefore his name was taken out of his Another commentary says that because Meisher said, when Nakarish Baruch wanted to destroy the Jews after the eagle, he said, if you're not going to renege on that, then erase my name from the Sefer that you wrote. Obliterate my name, actually, the you know. To which Hashem said, I will not do that, but uh, since has to be since a Tzadik decreed it, therefore the has to do it. And I will take out from one Parsha. Which Parsha? Parsha Asher. Why is say Asherikasafter that you wrote is just a Sheikasafter that you wrote? Why is this? So actually, where it's superfluous, the Asher. Asher is Gematria five hundred one, as is Tetsame. Tetsame is Gematria five hundred one. Also, at that point in time, Akunah Baruchim said that he's going to no longer lead the Jews. He was going to send Malachi. Uh, Malachi is the letters of Michoel He was going to send Malach Mechol to lead the Jewish nation at that point. And again, we should and have been for that as well? Rechol is <coughs> Gematria 101, and there are 101 psukim and Pashat Tzavah. etc., etc., et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera, all the other explanations. Regaining the focus, this week is Pashat Zachar as well. we take out two Sifri Terah. The first we will Pasha, we'll read Pashat Tzavah, seven Elias, seven people will be called up to the Terah. And on the second Pasha, we'll read the last portion of... Pasha's al In the end of that pasha, again, it talks about how to, we need to remember what Amalek did to us. On Purim day, we read from Pasha B'shalach, the last nine psukim, which are also by Yahweh Amalek, telling us the actual happening of when Amalek attacked the Jews after Kriyat Yamsuf Pasha Zocher is min as we said, is midah it's an obligation for every woman, man, woman, and child to hear. I can't, I'm too far from a shul. I can't because I have this problem, that issue, this issue, whatever it might be. And I can't get to a shul to hear on Shabbos or Pasha Zachim, what do I do? Shulchan Aruch has a solution for that, Baruch Hashem. Since we're going to read about Amalek on Purim as well, one should make sure they go to shul on Purim, which is not usually as hard as going on Shabbos can drive and they should hear then the reading of the tale of Malik and that would be that would compensate for the lack of hearing it on Pasha's Zur mm-hmm. read from Kisse. Mm-hmm. It's not the same reading exactly but it's the same theme, the same idea and the same mitzvah. and therefore we need to make sure that we focus that we do get to hear Pasha's Zucher, and yes, I, it's understandable if it's difficult. It's understandable if one has the handicap and cannot manage to get to a shul. People live in areas that the shul is not accessible to them. We definitely don't recommend driving to shul on Shabbos, chas, shon, in order to be able to hear the <laughs> It's a nice thought, but we don't drive. We should not drive on Shabbos. Therefore, Zachar, as we said, is one of the four pashiyes. And of the four pashiyes, this is this, the one that is connected with Purim, not connected to anything else therefore it has to be the Shabbos that it, before Purim that it is read as it is going to be this Shabbos which therefore tells us a little flag says that next week is Purim ouch next week is Purim it's not so catastrophic I mean it's a lot of preparation Shalach and Manas and this Purim and all the things that have to be prepared um, but that's nothing compared to what Purim brings as we close the shutters on Purim and immediately we start to delve into Pesach so each thing on its own although Purim is beautiful, Purim is such a happening and a happy thing a happy holiday, also with family coming together we eat, drink and be merry Um. Let's focus back on that again. We eat, drink, and be merry. Eating, there's a mitzvah to have a su this Purim. One should definitely wash before, before Shkiya. This is down to an actual meal of fish and meat, or chicken. One may not fast on Purim. Traditional foods, <laughs> our Haman and and Kreplach the Kreplach as we have every time we bang we bang Heshaynis we bang Alchit and we bang when we hear Haman in the Megillah we have Kreplach it's a great sign great simon, but who cares, have Kreplach they're good um one must partake of a Suda on Purim there's always solutions to where to find a Suda who to join for a That many people have their doors open just as one has an open door for Seder on Pesach one has an open door for Suda's Purim always Prior to Purim, we have another little bridge to cross, which is Tainus Esther, the fast of Esther. The fast of Esther is not one of these fasts that the sages established, it's rather a fast that comes from the Megillah itself, where Esther says, Gamma she asks that the Jewish nation fast before she goes and approaches Parai. I said she and her servants will also fast therefore scriptures tell us that we fast on tiny <sighs> across the board to throw a, uh, a dart is a little bit difficult can't just discard something that it says brought down in etc however if there is a fast day that has lenient seasons versus for example Asar B'tevis the 10th of Tavis if the 10th of Tavis would come out on Shabbos which it can't yeah. we would have to fast on Shabbos if Tisha B'av comes out on Shabbos, we don't fast on Shabbos. We push it off to the next day. But Asar would not push off. <laughs> in other words, Asar ramifications are similar to that of Yom Kippur. If it comes out on Shabbos, we would have to fast. So, find leniencies on Asar B'tavis is a little more difficult. And Asar B'tavis does come out on Fridays. When it comes out on Fridays we fast which we don't fast any fast on friday either because you can't fast you one can't fast in the Shavas. but asar B'tavis we do because it is such a stringent fast if purim comes out on a sunday when Purim comes out on a Sunday, not this year. So the day before is supposed to be Tisha Esther, but Tisha Esther cannot be on Shabbos. Tisha Esther cannot even be on a Friday, and therefore Tisha Esther at that point would be on Thursday, prior to Purim. I hope this is not confusing anybody because it's not relevant to this year. I'm just telling you to show you how Tisha Esther gets bounced around, not like about Davis. Thomas in turn is not the same Tisha above of course not the same <coughs> they don't get brought forward they get brought, they get pushed the next day so therefore for those that can, literally healthy and it doesn't affect their daily activity to an extreme they must fast on Tainas Esther if one is going to be have their boat rocked and on a regular fast if HaTshalom someone can't fast there's different halachas of shiurim: how much the person can intake how much the person should take, not take On a, on tinycesta you don't really need to have that stringency either. Don't necessarily indulge. Don't go to uh, Dunkin Donuts and have your favorite coffee or Starbucks has shown. But eat what you have to to make sure that you can function. You don't have to measure it in order to survive the day. But one may eat, one may drink. A mitzvah that is obligated, uh, another obligation on Titus Esther, or given before Purim actually, is the mitzvah of Machzah Shekel. Machzah Shekel was given for the sacrifices, and it was a half a shekel, and the tradition is to give this half a shekel what we do today in order to give it is the Gabbay duck usually would have three silver coins and three silver dollars and one would pay for the silver dollars, in other words not buy them from him but they would pay for the schluss of using these silver dollars for the moment um the half dollars actually—it's kind of maxa shekel. Um, let's say a uh, dollar fifty, or well, let's say whatever. You're the Whatever person feels they want to give towards the maxa shekel. The minimum is about a dollar fifty. They then take the coins one at a time. They usually left on a plate. So they pick up one at a time—one, two, three—and you lift them up, put them down again. And you do that three times. If you do not have a way to do that, personally, one may appoint someone to do it for them, and you just send them the money. A father and a husband may do it for his children. However, the wife has the obligation, so therefore he should do it for his wife for sure, Children under Bar Mitzvah do not have the obligation. However, once one starts to do it for their children, one must continue to do it every year. If one didn't, doesn't do it for their children, and the children turn Bar Mitzvah, then the child themselves have, therefore, uh, henceforth, would have the obligation to do Machzah Shekel, to go, give the Mitzvah Machzah Shekel from their own money. prior to the end of the fast on Monday night this year we will come not prior to the end as the end of the fast comes we have a mariv. after ma'irv, we hear the Megillah Megillah reading cannot be heard over the phone cannot be heard over Zoom it needs to be heard on a face to face basis one should then therefore make the effort to get to any kind of shul or any kind of anything, venue. There are many people that read in their houses. They usually have open-door policies, not the exclusives. And you can just come in here the Megillah and leave. You don't have to partake of their Purim party that they're going to have, whatever celebrations, unless they're going to generously invite you, which is a beautiful thing, the camaraderie. Layhudamha Vasimcha Basama you kinda bring joy into the life of another fellow Jew. But one should hear the Megillah both at Monday night and Tuesday day. Monday night is obviously from sun from Tesakhum, from when the stars go out, until pretty much Alei Shaha. Any time in between, one can hear Megillah. By day, it's from after Netzach until Shkia Sechama, sunrise to sunset. That's a song. Um, Megillah has three brakas that are recited before the Megillah the reader is the one that makes the brachas. However, if people are there that need to hear, and he already heard, he can ask a different man to make the bracha for, for the reading of the Megillah for everyone else. The bracha of Amikra Megillah, and of course, the bracha of Shehekh We then have a little problem, a little dilemma. So we made the Shehekh the night before. Shehekh is something that's new to us for this year. So if we made the Shekhyano the night before. What are we making a Shekhyano again in the day? By day, already we know we already heard Megillah yesterday, but we do need to hear it a second time. But it's not a, a new entity any longer; it's a separate entity, but not a new one. And therefore, we are. One always calls out before the making of the brachas that when you recite the bracha Shekhyano you hear the bracha Shekhyano each one of the brachas, people should answer Amen, obviously. When you hear the Baraka again, you should have the, in mind the three mitzvahs of Purim. On Purim, we have three mitzvahs, which is Mishleachmanas, Matanis Levyaynim, and this Purim. The mitzvah of is giving minimum of two foods to a minimum of two people: men to men, women to women. Can women give to men? Perhaps yes, men cannot give to women. Mitzvah Mishnah two different foods, two different brachas, have to be given to a fellow Jew, at least to other Jews. Matana Slavyenim has no shear, has no measurement. Matana Slavyenim is gifts to the poor, which is usually literally sensed as money, and we say, patients, yad, anyone who sticks out their hand, we should give them, and Matar has no measurement, can't tell you, it's Meiser, it's it's, uh, it's it's not, it's whatever one can give, one should give, but one definitely needs to give to a few poor people, and again, there's no measurement for that. And then there's the Sudha's Purim, as we said before, one needs to wash on Purim Day prior to the end of Purim. The Sudha will then have a duration within into the night. Mm-hmm. And since we wash before nightfall, therefore, in Bih-Ghasa Muslim we will add the supplement of Alanisim. Alanism is also added into Shemun Ma'itev, shachris, and mincha on Purim. Um, those who live in Yerushalayim, Yerachema, listen to your own she'ir. No, chasson, they have their own directives and everything else. I don't want to say, I don't want to start uh, 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 taking time on that, especially since it'll only confuse the, chutz, the, chutz, the chutzniks, chutzlada Um, I believe we covered Tainas Sesta, Masa Shekel the Mitzvahs of Purim which are all obligations that one should keep to and of course also Pasha Zacher making sure that one hears Zacher if you don't hear Zacher on Shabbos one should go to on Purim to hear the reading of the Kriyas of Amalik. Let's focus a little bit on Pasha's Tetzavah. After all, this is a Pasha Shir. <laughs> the Pasha tells us the commandments, Akash Baruch, commands Rabbeinu, when it comes to the vessels of the Mishkan, and the garments, more importantly, the vessels were mentioned last week in Truma, but most importantly, the garments of the Kahanam are mentioned in Tetzavah. All this needed to be prepared before the Mishkin went up. So the beginning of the parasha, God commands Mesh, now, Vata bring forth Aran your brother, Vezbana Vita and his children, and he gives him instructions on how what and when the khan elite is served to me. So we see on a simple basis Mesha was commanded to bring forth Aaron and his children and to separate them from the nation and they now become kohanim. Now in essence if you remember Meshe Rabbein himself was a Kayan as well, after all he is Aaron's brother however as a punishment almost for saying that, the, that Aaron speak instead of me HaKadosh Barakas said fine Aaron will be the and you become a levy. So this commandment, HaKrev Eilecha, bring to you, though, Meisha was in the level of a Kain, as we said. Meisha himself, as we said, was a Kain. But now it was given over only to the children of Aaron. And he had to therefore bring forth Aaron, his children, and elevate them to now becoming becoming kohanim. Therefore, we see here the, rel, rel, the relevance, the importance, and the sanctity of the Kahanan. The title kohen are sometimes given to a person for a certain position of a job or something to do. Someone that's working in service in is Kodesh person serving in the shul or doing something is for that moment called the koyin it doesn't make the person an actual koyin he's mechayin now, he's using servicing this person now is considered the koyin of the shul, not getting aliyah for koyin This is after being sanctified through Akhadj Baruch. Akhadj Baruch commands here, Meshach, therefore, Akhta Hakriv being to you, to your level. The idea, the idea of the union of Meshach his connection with Akhadj Baruch, his special connection, Meshach speaking with Akhadj Baruch face to face, Meisha being referred to in the Teda and in Tehillim, the Latvil of he is referred to as Ishoel Kim a man of God, a godly man. This tells us what Kohun is all about. Moshe Rabbeinu is commanded to bring in this kedusha from his, his holiness and rain, bring in the rain on this to put it on the kohanim, and henceforth this sanctity will rest on them and on their future generations. Needless to say, this must have been a very interesting experience for Meishu Rabbeinu, knowing that his children were not continuing his mantle. Knowing that his children were not Koyhanim any longer. very very difficult shall we say pill to swallow very difficult concept to grasp Neish Rabbeinu was the teacher of Rav still in all he is commanded to bring forth to him especially Hakri amongst the entire Jewish nation Aaron and his children in order to sanctify them in Kedush and Kahuna for to serve the entire Jewish nation this obligation that Mesha is given here doesn't stop here this is not the end of where his command goes just in Pashat Tzabah but as we know from the Zayar Every generation has its Pashtusa de Moshia. There's Pashtusa de a spark, a, a an existence of Moshia in each generation. The tzaddik of the generation influences on his entire generation, on his entire generation. He becomes a leader of the generation, and therefore. just like the most important parts of the body that need to be dealt in order to take care of the rest of the body. The same thing here also with the tzaddik of the generation. All those that come to him, that attach themselves to him, and that connect to him, all those his students and all those who follow in his path, They receive from him the special strength, a sanctity, a special sanctity, and they get to and they achieve a level of atta hakrib That now you tzaddik, this of the nation, is brought closer to the tzaddik. A person can think, they make a mistake. Make a few mistakes. I'm not on the level of that Kayin that has to serve in the the Holy Temple. And therefore, I I don't really have that connection to the Moshe of my dear. Therefore, since that question can be brought up and can be taught, can be can surface because of our little Amalek that runs around. You got a bump on the head. Taylor therefore tells us, Prior to putting on the garments of the Kuhuna, prior to the education of the building, to not edu- to the dedication of the building in the service of the Mikdash. This is the essence of holiness of sanctity. The coming closer to the Meshad Abeno. And therefore it was brought about him the achlayis, to fix all the flaws to enclose Big Day Kuhuna and to start to influence on the Kayin to spread Teda, Teda's Khsidis, amongst the And then thereby making them Kahanim. And by doing so, this action itself will speed up and accelerate the revelation of the Beis HaMikdash Ashtishi, Bibiyas Mashiach to And that's therefore what we take from at the Atat from our connection to our Rebbe, connection to our Tzadik Hadril, and how each and every Yid needs to do so. In the Megillah Sesta, it says, and this is a heads up, I may not give a shiur next Wednesday because it is Purim. Oh no, it's not. There it will be a next Tshuvaipur. In Megillah Testament it says, Al purim, al It's a special sefer <coughs> from the from the Kedesh, and in this Megillah, Hashem's name is not mentioned, not even once. And the simple reason for that is the Megillah itself is listed or enumerates is brought down also in Divri Ayam in the history of the kings of Paras and Madai. now if the Jews were to mention Hashem's name in it then the Goyim would translate this to be the name of their gods Hashem but since everything that has a Kavana El we therefore have to say that the fact that we're not mentioning Hashem's name in Megillah Sestin has a much deeper meaning to us. Not just that we don't want the nations that have this in their, inscribed in their history should not have misinterpreted God's name, Kassar Shalom, to something that they have in mind, Aside from that, there has to be a deeper meaning for us. Just like Megillah doesn't have revealed God's name, same thing as Purim. We don't have openly the miracle of the, of the, of the salvation. And that's what it says, Pur. Hagadol, the raffle which Haman chose to figure out when he wanted to cause problems for the Jews. This happens to look like when you say it's called Putin because of the gadle. The gadle ultimately was to damage and to hurt the Jews. It was the down the, the downplay of the damage, the, the the attempt at destroying the Jews. So it, it's the decree itself, not a miracle, and yet we call the holiday Purim. So although all this dafka happens, with Purim, and we know Purim is bound with Simcha Gedele B'yesha, g- extra strength, extra level, next level of Simcha, and we te- take the Simcha until, as if you keep it scored, um, in it, the Imara in Megillah, Zayin Amit Bez, says, Adaliyada, until you don't even know the difference between Arun Haman and Baruch, Baruch. This can be understood when we think into what Mordechai and Esther did to circumvent the decree. Mordechai and Esther at the time had a lot of influence. Marachai was a high-ranking officer, officer uh, member of parliament practically, and he would sit in Shad Hamelech. It says in the Megillah, be b'Shad Hamelech. And also, if you keep his going on the Yom Tov again, Megillah again, Yidgimel on the bottom of Meralef <coughs> refers to the greatness of Marachai in the circles of Paras and Malai. And Esther was the queen. So therefore, we anticipate that first and foremost, they would try to influence in the courtyards of the kingdom to nullify the decree. They had enough pull, as we say in America. But what do they do? totally different. First thing they do is call for a cry for fasting and for repentance. Everyone should fast and should do tshuva. And about Marachai itself, what does he do? He sits in the Chatzar melech. He's sitting on the parliament but he puts on a sack for He puts sackcloth and ashes on his forehead. On his head a Why? Because then it becomes a thing. And he goes out into the streets of the city. And Esther begs by him, as he brings down the, in the dialogue of the Megillah, Gather all the Jews and fast for me. I'll take, do not eat or drink three days. Only after the fast After the repentance, Malachi and Esther turned to the measurements which they took. Malachi and Esther knew very well that the decree did not really have any roots to it. (coughs) It was not something that had a a, a message for, rather a purpose. Purpose being, the people to bring back people to tshuva, and to fix, to rectify the sin which they had intermingling with the non-Jews, partaking in the meal of a hashvedish. A Jew cannot sit down to a meal, to a feast with goyim. It doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving, and it doesn't matter if it's a, a New Year's a New Year's party in the office, whatever it might be. A Jew can does not sit down and eat and drink with non-Jews. You invite a non-Jew to your wedding. You're not sitting and feasting with him at his party. I've had the merit of having non-Jews at my Seder. That was fun. Thank God all the wine is beneficial. Therefore, first and foremost, the giving, the, the way of doing such, of fixing and rectifying the decree... Only after the fact that they were clear and they were understood that the Jews now were awakened to doing Shiva. Only then did they turn to start to apply themselves in a, in a natural way, in the way of the world, to get this decree nullified. Therefore Purim teaches us a very focal point on the way the world looks at the Jews. The, whether it be emotional way or the natural way, it's not something that a Jew is similar to them or involved with them or on the same plane as they are but rather has a much deeper meaning, much deeper intentions, and through the Ashkochel Yena, when a Jew decrees, when, I'm sorry, when there is a decree, and a Jew looks immediately, the root, the spiritual root, and sees that by calling out, and by doing tshuva, and by fixing his past, and rectifying what he had done in the past, he causes to nullify the decree. Therefore, it's only a outwardly natural garment or way one applies to use to be able to attach themselves once again to Akkadra Barakhu, since this is a strength that is given to us from Akkadj Barakul to overcome and to surpass any of these obstacles. The main point, main stay point of Purim, is to be able to delve into the name itself, Purim. And knowing that Akkadjubarak's name is not mentioned in the Megillah. And that the Pur, the raffle of Haman Russia was not anything of, of substantiality. But this is all Ashkachel Yena, all the work of God's hand, seeing to it that it ended up the way it should be. In order to bring about the Jews to do tshuva and to give them the Chagapurim. Aqharj finds himself in all and every. There is nothing in with which Aqraj is not in. Just like when we see in the Megillah Sester, that everything was hidden, without mentioning Hashem's name at all, Jews need to attach themselves to Akkadj and the fact they attach themselves they merit to see open miracles from the most hidden ways till they reach and achieve Laila Kayame Yaeas. Then Malak says until the night will lie, it will shine like day and the darkness itself will illuminate in the Gulamita Vashleba. In the Gulamita Shima of the Jit the Gulamita Slameh of each and every person's personal goals. So therefore, after the entire miracle of Purim and the downfall of, of Haman, the Megillah tells us like v'esimcha Vesasim This is a pasik which we say, in the Megillah obviously and the Balkhira stops and everybody says it themselves not only do we hear it read, we have to say it ourselves it's also, we say it every week by Abdullah in the Ashkenazi circles wishing that this is how it should be if you keep your score at home again I think the in Megillah Tez Zayin Bez, 16 two. And the Yomar explains this passage And it hints to the four mitzvahs, the Haman and Rasha, decreed against them. And he tried to nullify, with his decree, the Jews, to Mekayim, Eira, which is Tera, Simcha, which is yamtiv, Sasa, which is Mila, and Yikar, is each and every one of these mitzvahs take upon itself, symbolize within themselves, a sign between and Jbarakul. And this is the reason that Uham and Rasha decreed tafka these mitzvahs because he couldn't he couldn't take it that the Jews should be able to come to such connection with God. And therefore the Kheira, we can yearn that the mitzvahs that, uh, done with joy that we use as a sign between B'nai Yitzhak and Baruchel, this should be not just an example amongst the nations but it should be a, a form of unity to the Jewish nation all these mitzvahs have in it themselves their own symbolically, symbolically explanatory connection Tera is a Seichel and kochma. Goyim also have that. Chagim Mayadim, also they have holidays. Mila, many Goyim circumcised in, in the hospital. Tefillin is also some sort of the a symbolic thing by the non-Jews. They carry a special sign. Symbolizing their nation or their their tribe or whatever their families, so the question becomes: In what way do these mitzvahs actually show and exemplify the al Am Yisrael <laughs> dafka? Dafka, through this, we come through the guarantee and the understanding of the Jew and its nation within the parameters of which they are brought there is no comparison between Jews and non-Jews and we don't need to come and make a separation what we do need to have in their words in their actions there are many, different, many things that are similar. Even amongst the, Jewish, the non-Jewish nations. And therefore we have these signs. With this we are, we are reminded, the signs, these physical ways of each and every Jew, the cheder, is a comparison to the non-Jew, but yet we are saturated with Kedusha, all these things and this is not given over to other nations Teda by every nation Teda is chachma and Seichel by a Jew the mainstay part of Teda is higher than Seichel this is the belief Teda was given from Hashem at Sinai. Its essence is the Chochmah which is higher than the human being Seichel. Yom nations also have holidays but their holidays are pre wild and, and negligent. Yidin brings Simcha through Yiddish Shemaim We don't have to sit and imbibe and get drunk and plastered. We can bring the Simcha about from within ourselves through it being a Yirishmaid. Mila the Ramam says the Mila makes the person weak. It weakens the 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 Yitzhara for certain things. And therefore graim that do this are in pain. And Jews are happy. Sasein is Mila tefillin, the nations have their own signs, their own symbols that they wear. Nice little ornate ornate tchotchkes. Where a yid puts on tefillin black or black straps. But within the tefillin it says, Shema Yisrael Hashem B'lekenu Hashem And with this the Jewish nation is one and through these signs bring about the tremendous separation between us and the other nations and thereby ultimately bring us to the Gulla Mita Mamish in this very day on this very day before we would even think of fasting, Tina sister and Shrey be. Purim is one of the tev, the, the Tev that will not be nullified and we'll have it and we'll celebrate it even in the Besamikdosh with Mashiach Tzidkenu this coming year. Shabbat Shalom, Afrelech and Purim to all. Drink responsibly.